Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer. In this end time, through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servants. And now, today's message. Oh, shout a big amen to the Lord. If the one beside you cannot hear your amen, I, I, I suspect you. Oh, shout a big amen. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. Father, we are grateful to you tonight. Speak to us. Anoint these lips of clay. Let them minister oracles. That will be a blessing to your children. And may our lives never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Kindly take your seats. God bless you, choir. Thank you so much. Let's appreciate the choir. Let's appreciate the instrumentalists. Let's appreciate everybody who has made this service a success. Our technical and our media team. The sanitation ushers. Everybody. God richly, richly bless you. God richly, richly bless you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. The word of God provides us instruction for life. Somebody once said, and the person said it correctly, that the word of God is the instruction manual for life. The word of God is the instruction manual for life. Meaning God's word has something to say about every human occurrence and every human situation. And if you want the right answers to the situations of your life, you need to go to the source code. You need to go to the word of God. The word of God can speak to every matter of life. Unfortunately, you realize that many of God's children and many people are looking for answers at the wrong places. They are looking for answers at the wrong places. And when you look for answers at the wrong places, you are not going to get the right answers to any situation. The house of God and the word of God is the place to receive delivery of the right answers to every question of life. I pray for you that this evening as the word of God comes, you receive the right instructions that will affect your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And in every uh, dispensation of humanity, there are various situations that require divine intervention. And uh, in those times, those are seasons when we call, we say that adversity, problems, difficult times have hit humanity. And if you look at what is happening in our country and in the rest of the world today, you realize that indeed we are not in normal times. We are not in normal times. Many people are working very hard to be able to stay afloat. Many people are working very hard to be able to survive. Many people are working very hard to be able to at least uh, uh, meet a certain standard, a certain basic standard of life. Yesterday, one lady was telling me that now she has stopped even considering and thinking about the cost of things. She just prays to God that whatever she has to buy in every day, she has at least enough cash to pay for it. Glory to Jesus. No, no considering how uh, what the price change because whether you like it or not, there are going to be price changes. So she has to psych her mind in a particular way so that she can be able to go take go go day in day out people have begun living from hand to mouth people are looking for what they can do to survive on a daily basis hallelujah we are indeed in trying times that is why by the inspiration of the holy ghost i want to start sharing with the church on a subject uh, that titled prosperity in the midst of adversity prosperity in the midst of adversity God does not just want us to survive. God has made grace available so that even in hard times, we can do well and we will do well in Jesus' name. I said we will do well in Jesus' name. I said you will do well in Jesus' name. You see, when I said you will do well, he said a, a bigger amen than when I said we will do well because you don't want me to prosper some. Hallelujah. I will do well in Jesus' name. A wonderful. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory to Jesus Christ. So we will do well. And when you study the Bible, it's actually a biblical truth. 
It's a biblical truth that God makes grace available for his children to not only survive difficult times, but also to prosper. In fact, when you go through the Bible, you realize that it is even in difficult times that legends are born. Legends are born. You go through the Bible, there are various uh, seasons where you see adversity hitting the earth. And those are the times that the superstars are created. I pray that in the midst of these challenging times, God will find you someone who will connect to him to become a superstar in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Look, if not uh, for the adversity that hit Israel, the Bible says that oh, at one time Babylon came and took over the entire of Israel and sent them into captivity. It was in the midst of these difficult times that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were born. That is when their testimony became astounding and strong in the midst of the trying times. Look, the darker the night, the brighter light shines. Are you understanding me? The darker the night, when the situation is darkest, that is when your light is supposed to shine the most. In these difficult situations and seasons that are hitting the earth, may your light shine brighter. How did they know that the Israelites were different? It was because in the days of adversity in Egypt, when the children of Israel who lived in Goshen were experiencing an exemption, they saw that no, in the midst of the difficulties, it seemed as though this group of people, they seemed to be doing well. When there was darkness in Egypt, in Goshen, there was light. When there was death in Egypt, in Goshen, there was life. When there were terrible rains and afflictions in Egypt, in Goshen, they were preserved. In dark times, in adverse situations, that is when we see that indeed that we are children of God and that our God is alive. It's alive. If it's about good times and everybody is eating and enjoying, what will show that there is a differentiation? There will be no, nothing to show that the, the children of God are different from the rest of the world. We we'll all just be rolling and going along, rambling uh, uh, along the path of life. But you see, it is when trying times come and the wisdom of men fail them. And the systems of our economy and the systems of humanity are failing. That is when those who are operating by a higher law are seeing that, no, these ones are different. That these ones are different. So in the midst of adversity, we can flourish. We can do well. God wants us to do well. And he has programmed us to do well. Lift up your right hand. Say, in these difficult times, these are my days of opportunity and prosperity. You're, you are saying it like you don't believe it. Say, in these difficult times, my opportunities for prosperity are coming in abundance. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, do you believe in this? Listen, as children of God, we operate by a different economy. We operate by heaven's economy. I think a couple of years ago, I was sharing with you on the subject of heaven's banking system. There actually is a banking system in heaven. And it is not just a cliche. It is not just something that I'm saying uh, we are crafted to let it sound nice. When you study the Bible, there is a banking system. There is a banking system. Probably, if uh, the Spirit of God keeps leading me along this line, I'll be sharing with you the supply system of God. God has created as part of his creature, creation and part of his uh, system, a supply system. A supply system where he is able to meet the needs of his children. So, the children of God are not meant to survive by their own wits. The children of God are not meant to survive by their own understanding. The children of God are meant to survive by the ways of God. The ways of God. So he tells us that my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He does not want you to function by your ways. When you look at that scripture in Isaiah, it immediately tells you that there are two ways of living. Either you are living by your ways or you are living by God's ways. There are God's ways and there are man's ways. They are God's thoughts and they are man's thoughts. Can I ask a question? By which thoughts do you live? David in the book of Psalms said uh, that the thoughts of God are many to him. They are so numerous. He had come in contact with a certain thinking system that he saw that this was not according to my own mental generation. It was according to a certain divine uh, inspiration. 
So, God doesn't want us to function by our ways. God wants us to function by his ways. And in his ways, he tells us that in the midst of difficult times, we can prosper. So, he wants us to believe him. He wants us to believe him. And I'm going to trust God that within the next few minutes, I'm going to impart some faith into your spirit that will help you to survive and not only survive, to do well in these days. Hallelujah. If somebody believes, shout a big amen. So prosperity in the midst of adversity. To prosper means to grow well. It means to be healthy. It means to be very successful. It means to flourish. To prosper means uh, to hold up and to show uh, something an excited or a proud way. A proud way. It means to grow luxuriantly. It means to thrive. To prosper means to thrive. It means to achieve success. It means to prosper means to prosper. Hallelujah. It also means to reach a height of development or influence. A height of development or influence. Look at the story of Joseph. When he was cast away by his brothers, he was rejected by everybody. It was in the midst of this that God lifted him up to become a prime minister. What was he doing? He was prospering in the midst of adversity. He was prospering in the midst of trying and difficult situations of life. He had, he had entered a stage of life where things were not going as he wished they would, they would go. But it is in the midst of this that God shows his glory. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but when you face difficult situations, I want you to lift up your eyes onto the hills. Lift up your eyes onto the Lord. Because it is in this time that God is going to show himself strong. In this season, may God show himself strong for you. Adversity, on the other hand, means a difficult situation or a condition, a misfortune or a tragedy. When we talk about adversity, we are talking about a state or instance of serious or continual difficulty. We are talking about trying times. We are talking about difficult moments. We are talking about times where things are not going like we want them to. Everything may seem to be rising up against us. Those are that, that, those are times when we say that we are in a, a state of adversity, trying and difficult times. But but the Bible teaches us that we can do well even in these times. We can not. It's not just about surviving, but doing well. When we look at uh, the definition of adversity, we realize that. Adversity can occur at various levels. Sometimes you can have a personal adversity. So it means that it does not affect anybody else. It is just you. It could be a sickness. It could be an economic challenge. So it is at your level, a personal level adversity. Sometimes adversities can hit a family or families. So I call that familial adversity. At that level, you can also experience an adversity. Sometimes an adversity can hit an entire country. So it may not affect those in the sub-region, but at that level as a country, they may be going through certain things. So it, for instance, if you look at what is going on, indeed globally, there's something that is going on, but on a local level, on a local dimension, the country is also going through Pans, tribulations, struggles, struggles where people cannot even calculate what their tomorrow will be like. Budgets are not obeying the economic principles. We, when we're talking about budgeting, we even talk about leaving room for deep adverse time. Now, even the room that we left for ad adverse situations, the room has expired. The room has expired by double, triple, quadruple. Hallelujah. So, uh, leaving some part of your budget for rainy season. This time it's flood. <laughs> we have moved beyond rainy season to flood, flood, uh, a flood prone season. Glory to Jesus Christ. You see, so adversity can hit at different, different levels, locally, regionally. So there can be an adverse situation. It could be a, a disease, an epidemic, so, uh, a pandemic, uh, uh, an economic crisis that can hit the sub-region, maybe West Africa. We can have uh, adversities on continental level. It could be political unrest, wars, uh, sicknesses, all kinds of things that make life difficult. And of course, we have the global level of uh, adversity and doing 2020, uh, we experienced that, and even now we are looking at it uh, an impact at a global level. The times of the world war were times of global unrest, global unrest, global unrest. When adversities occur, they can come in various directions, economic struggles. When we talk about economic struggles, we can talk about impact on food and also on finances. Things are not working like they're supposed to work. Food is in short supply in 1983. 
three in Ghana and many parts of the world, there was a, 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 there was a hunger problem. People had money, but they could not even get food. People had money and could, they could not get food. You go to uh, the, the, the United States of America and other parts of the world, they were in a recession, uh, 1982, 1983, 1984, thereabouts. It was an, a time of great and grave adversity. When we talk about adversity, please hear me. I'm not talking about child's play. We are talking about serious business, serious troubles, serious pains that men and people and uh, continents go through. God is taking you out of these situations. I said God is exempting you from these struggles in the name of Jesus Christ. All of any every adversity I realize, they are all connected. For instance, when we have a health adversity, you realize that eventually people affect economic situations because healthy people can work to grow economies. But if they are sick, how can the economies grow? And I also realize that when there's poverty, people start getting sick. Glory to Jesus Christ. Uh, poverty is a bad, it's a bad thing. Glory to Jesus Christ. When you are poor, oh my God, you begin to get headaches. When you are poor, you begin to get ulcers. When you are poor, you begin to get depression. When you are poor, you begin to get hypertension. When you are poor, you begin to suffer from dementia and all. You begin to see certain things. Hallelujah. Poverty is not good. So one adversity can lead into another adversity. One difficult time of life can lead into another difficult time. So every adversity is an opportunity to try the power of God in your life. Never sit down and say that, oh, this is affecting just one area of my life. It can easily transfer into that other area, another area. When there's political unrest, there are wars. Instantly, it affects the economy. Sicknesses arise. Go to the places where uh, 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 pandemics are, or diseases are endemic. In, you realize that a lot of these places are places where there's political unrest because nothing is functioning. Nothing is functioning in those areas. So sicknesses strive. So the world every now and then faces these kinds of adversities, faces these kinds of problems. Uh, throughout human history, every 5, 10 to 20 years, there's one major uh, global adversity or the other. that we, we can talk about the Holocaust. We can talk about the First and Second World Wars. We can talk about the 1918 influenza plague that affected uh, nations. Uh, millions of people died. We can talk about the depression. I spoke about the recession in recent history. The 9-11 disaster it affected nations. It wasn't the United States of America that was affected. Every nation on every continent on earth was affected because of that disaster. In recent times, we can talk about COVID-19 and now Russia, Ukraine has added to the list. As added to the list. So a lot of things can cause problems in the world. When you look at some of these things, you realize the world is not as big as we think it is. That is why uh, uh, sociologists say now the world is a global village. Because something that happens in one place just it easily ends up affecting uh, situations in another place. Somebody makes a comment in the United States of America and it begins to affect our stock market even in Ghana. You see, so the the world is one place. What? Why am I speaking along these lines? I'm trying to let you know that if God can protect you in Ghana, even if you are in America, He can still take care of you. There's nothing that is too strange or too difficult for God. God is going to come through for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen here and understand this statement: The darker the night, the brighter the lights. The darker the night, the brighter the light. Isaiah 43 verse 1 and 2. Listen to the word of God. I'll be explaining to you what uh, adversity is. Now, I want you to hear the voice of the king of kings, the maker of the heavens and earth. What he says to us. Isaiah 43, 1 and verse, uh, verse 1 and verse 2. For now, but now thus hear the Lord that created thee, O Jacob. He that formed thee, O Israel. What did he say? Fear not. In the midst of adversity, don't be afraid. When we keep listening to the radio stations, we keep watching the trends on the on the internet, on social media, they may cause some fear and panic. But hear the word of the Lord, the maker of heavens and the earth. He said, that, fear not. Why? For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. God doesn't want us to be afraid. Lift up your right hand. Say, I refuse to be afraid. 
verse 2 says that when thou passest through the waters uh, when you go through the waters what did he say he said i will be with you some people think that because of what is happening god has gone to leave god has not gone to leave in fact it's now that he's even working harder he's working more powerfully to show his glory in the life of his children and you are going to experience the power and the glory of god in the name of jesus he said ah they shall not overflow thee you shall not be overwhelmed by the waters meaning he recognizes that there are waters who told you that God does not see that the city is depreciating to the dollar? Who told you that he does not see that there is a fear of food shortage? Who told you that he does not see that the cost of, uh, of oil has doubled and tripled? Who told you he does not see? He said he sees it. He sees it. But in the midst of this, he's telling you that I have recognized it. Oh my God. And if I have recognized it, it means that it's time for you to be at rest. That's why he says, cast your cares unto the Lord. For what? He cares for you. He knows what is happening. He said, when you go through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through what? Look at that. Fire. And there's fire ravaging the earth. There's fire going across various industries. Today, pharmacists, uh, uh, owners of pharmaceutical companies, some of the wealthiest people in the country are rising up and they are coming out with uh, uh, news, uh, how do you call that thing, uh, when, when they address the press, press releases, and they are saying, hey, there are things that we used to do that we cannot do anymore. Everybody is going through a fire, but it says that when you pass through a fire, you shall not be burned. Lift up your right and say, I will not be burned. You see, these are the scriptures you start meditating on and quoting to yourself. So when you pass through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. Isn't it amazing? It would have been nice if he said, oh, you go, go to the fire, you feel the flames, but then you will not die. But here he said that you shall not even be scorched. That is why I'm saying prosperity in the midst of adversity. It is not God's plan and campaign is not just a survival campaign. It's not some kumipreko campaign. Uh, was the latest one, the walk or a demonstration that they, they, they have started announcing? Or is the same as the kumipreko? What? See, campaign, they do Campaign, my goodness. <laughs> See, campaign, the, the campaign. My God, my God, my God. <laughs> See, campaign, the, the. Hey, let me stay with my message. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. He said, when even the flames shall not what? Scorch you. Lift up your right hand. See, I will not be burned by the economic situations that are affecting the nations of the world. Look, many people will say that, oh, let me, you know, to, just before I came in today, I chanced on a statement on Facebook and somebody said that, uh, uh, uh Mr. and Miss Employer, let your workers work at home, work from home, because if they work from home, use cars will save every month between 3,500 to 4,000 Ghana cities. I believe she was, the person was talking about fuel. And those who don't use cars will save between 1,500 to 2,000. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense because that, 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 so people are looking for contingencies. Similarly, Christians and church people are also looking at contingencies. No, now let me follow the message online. Let me follow the message. I, I, I think I'm looking, when I look at the fair, I cannot be coming to church as I, like I used to <laughs> let me reduce my tithes uh, now god understands that we are we are not in normal time so even i don't even pay my tithe uh, god understands you see you may be tempted to make certain decisions but god says that your decision should be based on his word it should be based on his word young man the way you're scratching your head I, I, is it you <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So he said that it will not burn us. John chapter 16, 32 and 33. Look, the word of God comes in part faith. 
It shows us the vision of God. And when we catch the vision of God, oh my last I see help coming to somebody today. I see God bringing intervention into your case. John 16, 32. He said, indeed, the hour is coming. Yea, has come that you shall be scattered each of to his own and will leave me alone. So Jesus was prophesying uh, how he was going to be captured and was going to be killed and the circumstances. And, said, and yet I am not alone. It's, that man Jesus, he, he, he was a different kind of being. His understanding was so different. He said you will leave me alone, yet I am not alone. Can somebody say to himself or herself, even if you are sacked from your work, say, yet I am not sacked. If you go through a situation and everybody seems to be to have left you, you can say, yet I am not alone. Yet I am not alone. Yet I am not alone. Look at what he says in the verse number 33. That one is directly to us. He said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have what? Peace. Why am I sharing this message at such a time as this? So that in Christ Jesus you have peace. Hallelujah. God wants you to have peace in the midst of this situation. He said, in the world there's what? You have what? What does tribulation mean? Troubles. Adversities. God knew that there are troubles in this world. And he wants us ahead of time. He tells us about them ahead of time. He said, but be of what? Good cheer. Oh, that means that in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of adversity, he said, I begin to rejoice. He said, begin to rejoice. He said, begin to rejoice. Why? I have overcome the world. Say, Jesus has overcome the world. Say, I am an overcomer. Overcomer's nation, winning through faith. He said, be of good cheer. Somebody, you are going to start celebrating more than ever before. What are you going through? Stop crying. No wonder he said, I count it all joy. Count it all joy. When you go through diverse trials, you go through diverse situations. When there are things that are plaguing of your mind, you, you, are, you are not able to understand. How can this thing happen to me? After all I've done to serve God, how can this thing happen to me? He said, I stop talking that way. Rather begin to count it all joy. In other words, if there are three things that are troubling you, pick them up and say joy one, joy two, joy three, and start dancing. La 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 la. Dance around them. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. When I discovered this, you see, he said, count it all joy. It means I count them. Give them, give them problem number one, problem number two, problem number three, and dance around them. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. When you go through diverse trials, difficult situations, different time of them you've never even encountered before, God is empowering your faith. Count it what? All joy. Be of good cheer. Welcome the world. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And when you begin to do this, you shall begin to prosper in the midst of adversity. Malachi chapter 4. Quickly. Malachi chapter 4. Verse 1 to the verse number 4. There is a lot I want to share with you today. And then I will move into another dimension of this message. God willing. On Sunday. So for behold. The day cometh. Oh. Burning like an oven. <laughs> My God. Can, can, do, you, do you understand this? Burning like an oven. When your money hits your pocket, you see it, it just disappears and you wonder, what did I do? I just sent, uh, I just sent this to mommy. I sent this to brother and then it's left in negative. Hey, burning like an oven. People are making losses and people are burning like an oven. He said that and all the proud year, all who do weekly shall be like stubble and the day which is coming shall burn them. See the Lord of hosts. That will leave them neither roots nor branch. He was prophesying of a certain day that was going to become like fire. That was going to become like fire. Let's continue, please. Uh, uh, verse number two. Look at what he tells us. He said, but to you, hallelujah, to who? Say to me, say to me, isn't God lovely that he addresses us personally? To you who fear my name, he said, shall the son of what righteousness arise? Oh, you are not getting something over here. 
That means that in the midst of the days where the earth is burning like an oven, that is, you will see the sun of righteousness arising. And what will he bring? He said, with healing, with restoration, with wholeness in his wings, and he shall go out and you grow. Oh, somebody, you are not reading. And you go out and what will happen? You grow. <laughs> Oh my God, somebody, you better start going to go and see the seamstress because you are going to do some alterations. Because it's in the midst of the day when the earth is going to burn like an oven, it says that you shall grow out and you will grow fat like a stove fed, like stove fed cows. You know what that means? You know, there are cows that are fed, uh, they send them to the pasture out there. Some too, they are left to fend for themselves. So they, their growth is 50-50. So you see most of the goats and the, uh, the, the, the flock that are left to wander, they don't grow very fast. But the ones that are kept in stalls, you see, they, they, <laughs> they bring the food to them. Oh, so in just a short time, a short time, you see that they begin to expand, they begin to bloat, they begin to grow fat. He said that that is how yours is going to be. You shall become like a stall fed cow. Somebody give God some praise and celebration here. I, I think I saw you were giving us another version, NLT. Let's look at it as well. He said, You go free, leaping with joy, like the cows let out to pasture. Are you understanding me? God is speaking to us. Who believes that ah, in the midst of this trying time, your finances are going to increase? Can you believe it? Can you accept it? Now, God is now going to start channeling supernaturally financial doors to come your way. Listen, if you are seated in this room and you are hearing the sound of my voice, God is about to open a door for you. In the midst of these difficulties, you are about to enjoy and rejoice. Why? The Lord has said so. The Lord has said so. Verse number three. He said that you shall tread down the wicked. And they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. In the day that I shall do this, said the Lord. Remember ye the law of Moses which I commanded thee. Then that's very important. Remember the law of Moses my servant. Which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel. With the statutes and the judgments. I don't know whether you understand what he's telling us over here. He's saying that in the midst of these things. Hmm. Now. God wants to separate his children. And in the midst of the trying times, God always gives his instructions to his children. When his children are obedient to the instructions, there is an exemption. But when you are disobedient to the instructions, you become victim like the rest of the world. The Bible tells us about when God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And I, uh, he wanted to send fire to destroy the earth, right? The Bible said that to exempt or to bring out the righteous, he sent his angels to go and bring out, uh, uh, is it Lot, right? And his family. When they were going, they gave them one instruction. Don't look back. The Bible tells us that Lot's wife, what did she do? She what? She looked back. What, did, what happened to her? She turned into a pillar of salt. Yet, she was one of those who were supposed to be saved. She was one of those who the angel had literally picked out of Sodom and Gomorrah to escape the destruction that was coming. But because she did not take heed to the instruction that the angel of the Lord gave. So God is telling us that he wants us to prosper in adversity. He wants to exempt us from the calamities that are hitting the earth. But then he said that we should take heed to his escape routes, his escape routes. If we are going to take note of what he's going to tell us and we are going to function in obedience, he said that what he has said will surely come to pass in our lives. But when we become disobedient, so that's why in Malachi chapter 4, verse 4, he said he was speaking about the commandments that he gave to Moses and the, the statutes and the laws thereof. Remember the law of Moses. So, in the midst of adversity, if you are going to do well, you need the key of remembrance. Place your right hand here. Say, Father, help me to remember. You need to remember the word of God. 
You need to remember the plans of exemption that God has made. You need to remember what God has said to you. It must come to your mind. Understand the covenant. Know our placement in the covenant. Understand who you are. Don't go and join the rest of the world and then when they are complaining and then you also begin to complain and talk like the rest of the world. No, a thousand times no. We must not talk like the rest of the world. We can acknowledge the things that are going on, but we must not fear their fear. He said that we should not fear their fear. We must not fear what they are afraid of. Oh, when somebody said that, hey, I can't survive, you tell the person, it will be well. It will be well. It will be well. Why? You know who you are. You understand your placement. You remember when uh, Joshua, Joshua was at, was before the Lord. He had just received a baton from Moses, the servant of God, and was wondering how he was going to do well, how he was going to do well as a leader. The shoes that Moses had left were too big was wondering how he was going to do well to face these people who are so stubborn and rebellious. The Lord gave him the same word. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou shalt observe to do all that is written therein. So for then you will make your way what? Prosperous, and you have good success. Joshua 1, 8. You see, he, the instructions are always the same. Go to the word. The instructions are always the same. Go to the word. Remember the word that God has given. Remember the instruction that he has given prophetically. Some of us, some of the, as a ministry, we believe in certain things according to the scriptures. We we speak about our mantles. We speak about the anointing or we talk about the communion one. You need to remember these things. You need to remember these things and put them to use. We speak about confessions. We talk about favor. We talk about all so many spiritual weapons. You need to engage them in such times. Look, was it not God who chose Abraham? Uh, Please answer me. So, when they were in Egypt, God knew that they were still his people, right? When the angel of death was to destroy the firstborn sons, why did he have to now tell them to mark their doorposts? I, I, I thinking. I, is, is that not what happened? He told them they should mark their doorposts. And then what are they going to do? They are going to lay hold or take advantage of the exemption. A lot of times we, we practice what I call presumptuous faith. Presumptuous faith is, oh, uh, because I'm a man, I'm a child of God, so this thing will not happen to me. And then you know, you know, that's why I thought, was it Friday I was teaching on, the, on promises, principles, and practices? Promises, if I were you, I'll go back and listen to that message ten times. It will, it will, it will change the way you live your, you, you go about your Christianity. To change the way we go about It's not just, oh, I believe he has said, he has promised, he will never fail. I will honor him, I will honor him. He has promised, uh, yeah, he has promised, but he has given some principles to go by. God says he's going to prosper me, but he also said that honor him with your substance and with the first fruit of all thy increase. Principles. Principles. So remember, somebody say remember. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Aaron. You need to remember what God has said. What do you need to understand in these times? God wants to separate between the righteous and the wicked. Malachi 3, 17 to 18. I'm going to run it very fast now. Malachi 3, 17 to 18. And they shall be mine, say the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, I will spare them as a man spared his own son that served him. Then you shall return and discern or distinguish between the righteous and the wicked. So God is saying that every time there are situations, he shows an exemption. He shows that there, we are not like the rest of the world. Lift up your right hand. Say, I am not ordinary. Say, I'm a Christian. 
Say I'm a child of God. Say I'm not like an ordinary human being. Do you believe what you are saying? Is it religious Christianity is talking about, oh, we are saved, we were sinners saved by grace, and so we practice uh, the Christian religion. We are not too different from any other people. We are just, we are just, they also serve their God, and we also serve our God according to our own religion. No, 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 no. See, you don't understand Christianity. In Christianity, it's a covenant work. We are products. We are we are the produce of the covenant. God engaged in a covenant with Abraham, and out of that covenant, He gave birth to us. A covenant is a legal binding document. It engages the participators of, of, of that covenant. And so both of them or whoever is involved, they have responsibilities that if they refuse to comply by the dictate of the covenant, it's well struggle. When God engaged in the covenant and he produced out of the covenant, it means that he has tied himself to us. There are things he's, he himself is not permitted to do anymore. Because he has put himself into that binding covenant for, to be for us and to be with us in all things. He wants there to be a differentiation. Say, I'm, I'm not ordinary. Say, I'm not ordinary. No wonder in the book of Job 22, is it 22, 28? He said that when men are cast down, you shall see there's a lifting up. Ah, or 29. Job 22. Glory to Jesus Christ. So when men are cast now, when men, men are going, so the one to say that you shall say there's a lifting up, is he not a man? 29. Is he not a man? He's a man, but with a difference. So when men are, lift up your right hand, say I refuse to be cast down. The word cast means to be true. Tro- so he, he said when men are thrown down, when men are destroyed, they're in a state of trouble, adversity everywhere. Uh, he said that you shall see. That means that that's where your testimony is coming forth. Somebody, God is about to send some amazing product. It's about to send some amazing, amazing financial supply. It's about opening certain doors for you. Listen to me. When this time people are saying that ah, I, I need to minimize my expenses. Ah, God is about to start sending you free supplies. I said it's about to start sending you free supplies. Bread is coming from Baal Shalisha. Receive it right now. Say, I'm not ordinary. Say, God is with me. Say, I will not be consumed by the trouble in our times. Say, I operate by a different set of laws in the name of Jesus Christ. He does not treat the righteous like the wicked. Genesis 18, 23 to 25. And Abraham Jr. said, I will now destroy the righteous with the wicked. Verse 25. But be it far from thee after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked. God always will bring an exemption. Are you righteous? Are you the righteous? Are you, are you righteous? Are you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? You are not ordinary. You are not ordinary. Listen to me. Kabero In these times, that this way you are going to see the miracle working power of God. I said this time when you are going to see the miracle working power of God. During COVID, oh my goodness, uh, COVID attacked so many churches. Huh? So many churches, so many of my colleagues now, men of God, reverend ministers, people have been, who were ordained many years before I even became a uh, school graduate. They were, they, were coming, they were coming to ask for financial aid. Why? Because there was an exemption. There was an exemption. During COVID, we were not affected financially as a ministry. No. Actually, that year we grew. We grew. Why? Because we're taking advantage of the covenant. And not, it's amazing. Not every Christian, is it, the fact that you say you're a Christian doesn't mean that you have understanding. He said, get wisdom. And in all that getting what? Get understanding. Even some men of God did lack a certain understanding. Some were rushing to close down their churches. Hey, the, 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 the sickness is a killer disease. Oh, it can kill you. Oh, it can kill you. Oh, as though your God cannot see. You have been preaching about healing. Is it not in doing sicknesses that you prove that your message is true? 
you have been talking about that God is a deliverer. Is it not in the midst of calamity that you trust this living God? Today, will you trust the Lord? Will you trust the Lord? I said, will you trust the Lord? And he's going to show himself. I've seen something about God. He likes to show himself beautifully. Show up and show forth. When he shows up, he has shown up. You know that God is here. God is going to use you to display his glory. I said you are, he's go, you are going to display the glory of God. Listen, if you can believe some of us over here, in these times when four prizes are going up, that is when our cars are coming. Oh, receive it now. I said receive it now. I said receive it now. During COVID, our church members were now getting jobs. People were getting married and they did not know where the money was coming from. During COVID. Why? Because we pray by a different set of laws. You must catch it. Say, say, I operate. Say, I operate by a different set of laws. Say, I'm not governed by the economy of the earth. Say, I am governed by the economy of heaven. In heaven, there's no dryness. Heaven never knows lack. Heaven never knows dryness. Heaven never knows famine. So, it is the earth that people suffer. In heaven, there's always supply. In heaven, there's always supply. Look at Jesus. When the people needed food, in the Bible, that he knew what himself was going to do. Five loaves of bread, two fishes, boom. Seven loaves of bread, three fishes, boom. Multiplication, multiplication, because he operated by the economy of heaven. The economy of heaven. You must make up your mind that you are not going to operate by the economy of this earth. I'm different. Say, I'm different. You see, when you acknowledge it and you say it to yourself, it becomes real. When you speak it, now your faith becomes alive. Your spirit man picks it. If you're, the reason why we are not seeing the glory of God is because our spirit is not picking the right signals. Our spirit is picking the signals of the news item on social media, of the news item in, on, on my joy online. Now some people monitor, people monitor my joy online and those what Ghana news agency, Ghana web more than they monitor the, 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 the vibes of the spirit of God. They want to hear what is happening on the news in the morning, but they are not waiting to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying in the morning. Glory to Jesus Christ. What is happening in, 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 on, on the stock market? What is happening? What is happening? Dollar, euro, pounds. Glory to Jesus Christ. We are different. Say so we are. Say so I'm different. Do you believe it? I'm sure you believe it. Are you sure you believe it? You are going to see a difference. He's a covenant keeper, number three. three. We need to understand this. Number one, God wants to separate between the righteous and the wicked. Two, God has not treated the righteous like he treats the wicked. Three, he's a covenant keeping God and he respects the covenant. The covenant is the principal separator between the righteous and the wicked. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God. We keep it the covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. The covenant is unchangeable and unbreakable in strength. Psalm 89 verse 34. He said, my covenant will I not break nor alter the word that is gone out of my lips. Listen to me. Hook your life to something that has not changed. Look at that. You hook your life to your account balance and your account balance is changing as the dollar changes. But there's something that has not changed. It's the word of God. He said that my covenant will I not break. The covenant of God can is unbreakable and is strong. Jeremiah 33 verse 20. He said, thus hear the Lord. If you can break the covenant of the day and the covenant of the night. And that there should not be day and night in their season. Verse 21. Jeremiah 33 verse 20 and 21. 33 verse 20 and 21. Look at what he says. How do you, you see, you, I, I'm trying to let you understand that you can have faith in the covenant. You can have faith in the covenant. We are not ordinary people. We are covenant people. So that's the Lord. If you come, is there a day you wake up and have you woken up in a day so far and there was no morning and no evening? So he said that as long as there's morning and evening, 
Hallelujah. I want you to read it yourself so that you have faith in the word. Verse 21. Then may also my covenant be broken with David, my servant, that he should not be a son, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne. I mean, likewise, the priest, did you see it over there? He says that there's a covenant that I made with David. Unless one day comes that there's no day and night, then what I said, it will surely come to pass. That's how strong the covenant of God is. So what should you do? What should you do? What should you do? Take cover in the covenants. Take cover in the covenants. Listen, if you don't take cover in the covenant, you will be left without protection. When God gave, uh, when God gave Lot and his family the instruction, Lot's wife did not take cover in the covenant. She decided to do her own thing. Listen, be careful of any voice that will want you to do your own thing during these times. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Take cover in the covenant. That's the first thing. Remember the covenant. Remember the covenant. Luke chapter 1 verse 45. And blessed is she that believeth. For there shall be a performance of those things which are told of the Lord. Believe in what you are doing. Are you tightening? Continue tightening. Are you giving? Continue giving. Are you serving? Continue serving. You know, as I was praying before coming in, I was just going through the message in my spirit. And the Lord said, I go and tell them to continue. They sh- those who are giving should continue giving. They shouldn't do anything different. And those who are not giving should now come into the covenant and start doing. Those who are not tightened should start tightening. Because if they are outside the covenant, they are in trouble. This is not a time for you to, uh, unless you want to increase your income, you can increase your giving. But if you are already giving, this is the time that your past givings are going to start speaking. So, this message is not something to come and uh, trick you for you to come and start giving some strange offerings. No. If you are already a giver, it is this time that you are going to see it. It is this time that you are going to see the glory of God. But if you are outside, the Lord is calling you. That there's salvation, there's no salvation outside the covenants. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but a just shall live by faith. Shall live by faith. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 8. Thus hear the Lord, cursed be the man that trusted in man. Ah, this is some point I shouldn't leave out today. As I was praying, the Lord told me something. I tell them that in the midst of adversity, don't look to men for help. Don't look to men for help. Don't look to men for help. This is not a time that you are thinking about which person look like it's well. Let me just let me let me just be careful. Uh all right, let me just be careful over here. Amen and amen. But don't look to men for help. This is not a time that you should be crafting messages and sending to people. Send to people. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. Let me let me let me just let me just let me just balance. Let me just give it away. If somebody contacts you and you can help, help the person. Amen and amen. But you, if you're a covenant child, it's not the time now you are looking for who am I going to, who is, who is, no, 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 no. Tend to the Lord. Tend to the Lord. Tend to the Lord. I don't know if I'm not careful. you be a beautiful Christian lady and you turn into a prostitute. Because you go and do things you shouldn't do just because you know that local fuel will flow. Local fuel will flow. Local fuel will flow. And then they will be using and misusing you. So I refuse to be misused. Don't look to men. You may be disappointed. The one that you are even going to, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, cursed be the man. Jeremiah 17 verse 5 to 8. That trusted in man. And maketh flesh his arm. Are you seeing this over there? And whose heart departed from the Lord. So those of you who are working. Don't be looking at your salary. My boss. When you look at your salary. It means that your company has become your God. Oh. What is this man saying? I'm not saying I don't take the pay. <laughs> But don't live as though that is what is going to take care of you. Are you understanding me? 
in your hearts, detach yourself from dependence on human systems. This is the time that you put your dependence on God. It will amaze you that before your salary, salary will come, God has given you more than your salary. I know what I'm talking about. Don't look to men. Say, I refuse to look to men. Say, whose heart departed from the Lord? Don't let your heart depart from the Lord. For it shall be like the heath in the desert. The heath is like a plant. And shall not see when good comes. Did you see that? The one who trusts in man. He shall become like, uh, let's say, grass in the desert. When even good is coming, you shall not see before he has dried out. When you look to man. When you look to man. In adversity, the worst place you can look to is man. So those of us who are looking to the president of the nation. <laughs> oh. Amen and amen. Allow me to preach my message. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Those who are looking to the finance minister or the economic what something committee, we can give life to the economy, but we cannot give life to that body. The economy must receive life today. <laughs> I hope you understand me. So, you know, when they said these things, people gave their hearts to them today. Where are they? I said, where are they? I said, where are they? But your God never hides. In these times, challenge God. Challenge God. We are calling for certain politicians and we cannot even find them. Even for president of a certain nation to address his people, it was under pressure. You don't know that nation, please. Glory to Jesus Christ. But God will never run away from your challenges. If you tempt him, that Father, remember me today. Remember me today. Remember me today. Remember when Hezekiah was facing death, he turned his face to the wall and said, Lord, remember, remember what I have done for the kingdom. Remember how I pulled down at the high places and how I served thee. Before the prophet would get to the middle of the court, God appeared and said, Hey, stop right there. Turn back. I have remembered my servants. God doesn't run away from challenges. Men may run away from challenges. You can't blame them. They are limited. There's no human being who is unlimited. Listen, listen to me. No matter what, how any man will come and give you vibes, they are limited. But God is unlimited. I said, God is unlimited. I see the lim- limitlessness of God appearing, manifesting in your life. I feel a stirring in my spirit to speak supply into somebody's life. I see, I feel a stirring in my spirit to declare miraculous supply, divine supply in the name of Jesus Christ. In the midst of these difficult times, God is going to supply you with abundance. I see God raising helpers to help you. I see God opening doors of supply to you in the name of Jesus Christ. If you have a business, it is in these times uh, where you are about to receive uh, a boat sinking uh, and a net breaking catch. Uh, can I prophesy to somebody over here? The hand of God is going to speak for you. The economy of heaven is going to supply you. Heaven's kitchen will be meeting your need. I said heaven's kitchen will be meeting your need. I said heaven's kitchen will be meeting your you know you not know hunger. You don't know hunger. Good will come to you. I said, good will come to you. Supply will come to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, my eyes are set on God. And I will know abundance. In the name of Jesus Verse 7. Blessed is he that's trusted in the Lord. And whose hope the Lord is. For tree planted by waters he shall be as a tree planted by waters he shall not see when heat comes you are going to prosper 
Anamashakataya. I feel an anointing stirred up in my spirit. Who believes in God? I say, who believes in God? Who believes in God? Within this spirit, but cannot prophesy to you. Your tithe is going to increase. Your tithe is going to increase. Why? Because God is going to increase your streams of income. It's going to multiply your supplies. It's going to multiply your supplies. I'm prophesying to somebody over here. Many of you, is there anybody you are a salaried worker? Come quickly. I want to pray for you. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I sense an anointing upon my life. Lift up your hands. The Lord said, I should speak to you. That even before your salary comes, you would have seen more than your salary. There's a grace that is coming upon your life right now. You will not feel the heat. 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 heat. Listen to me. In the book of, is it second Kings? When there was famine on the land, the king sent the minister, the official upon whom he leans to the prophet. And the prophet said, tomorrow about this time, and that changed the situation. Listen to me. In the midst of adversity, you need your prophetic connection. I stand here as a prophet of God. Balek, an authorized mouthpiece of God. And I decree and I declare over your life. The grace that exempts. The grace that protects. The grace that supplies. That grace shall rest upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I declare open. Oh, of the windows of heaven. Let supply can overtake you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, it is settled. If you are here, you have your own business. Come quickly. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You have a business that you are running. These are going to be days of unusual supply. These are going to be days of business growth. These are going to be days of business expansion. I speak by prophecy. So Teshian Talabaya within this season. Hey, 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 hey. Ha ha ha. 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 Lema Shandaya. You will know that the word of the Lord is true. You will know that the word of the Lord is sure. You know that the word of the Lord does not fail. Mashaka Talabranaya. You are here. You are not employed. I want you to come quickly. Beshe Telebriadabaha. You will know the supply of God within this period. If I be a man of God, if I be a man of God, the heavens are going to open over your life. Supply your usual. Everybody be on your feet, lift up your hands. We're going to pray in the spirit. Oh, he's a miracle worker. You don't know when he comes. Your leaf will be green, and you shall not be careful in the yard ground, neither shall cease your from yielding fruit. Oh, Bashad how do you take over in the covenant? Number one, strengthen the covenant through faith. I've shared with you the scriptures on faith already. Renew your covenants through your titan. Don't stop doing the things that you are doing. Continue. Renew the Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 to 12. You see God's promise over there. Look at the example of Jacob. Oh, Jacob said, if you, were, you bring me back to my father's land, you give me food to eat, water to drink, and clothes to wear, I'll give you a tenth of all. Listen, if you are not a tighter, you are in trouble. You are in trouble, I'm telling you. You are in trouble. 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 William Colgate. I'm not about to know that Colgate toothpaste and not Colgate toothbrush and Colgate uh, soaps and other things. This man, that was his principle. He became a, he was a tighter. He was a tighter. He kept tightening and tightening. And one day, all he knew how to do then was how to make soup. So he decided to travel to go and see how he was going to make ends meet. 
and he met a man. He asked the man, what must I do to succeed in life? He said, son, if you are going to work hard, and you are going to give what belongs God to God, to him, you are going to do well. When the man started his business, he started tithing 10%. God started exploding his business. He moved his tithe to 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%, 60%. got to a point he was giving 90% to God, and yet he was not broke. Look at Colgate up till today. So many years after his death. Several decades after his death. Colgate is still doing well. Colgate is still doing well. Globally, it has survived depressions and recessions. John D. Rockefeller. Oh, these are amazing testimonies of Titans. They took advantage of the covenants. They took advantage of the covenants. Listen, and up to now, they say that there's still no human being on the face of the earth whose wealth can compare to the present day value of Rockefeller's wealth. Why? Titan. The power of Titan. Renew the covenants. Believe in the covenants. Have faith in the covenant. Walk with confidence. Don't be afraid. Lift up your right hand. Say, I refuse to be afraid. Say, I will not look to men. I will look to God. I will look to God. I will see the glory of God. I will see the glory of God. I will see the glory of God. Just begin to celebrate the Lord right now. Celebrate the Lord right now. Celebrate the Lord right now. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-3639. Five seven. God bless you.